welcome to the Get to the Point podcast, a podcast for busy women who want to have real conversations about fitness, nutrition, and lifestyle, but without rambling or wasting time. Let's get to the point. Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of the Get to the Point podcast. This is your host, Leslie Ann. I am the founder of Real Fitness Training. And if you've been listening to the podcast in the past and you're really excited to see a new episode, but also kind of wondering what happened and where I've been, well, I had a baby almost exactly four months ago. So it's just now to the point where I have, you know, the time and the mental clarity to sit down and do a podcast episode with you guys. And we are going to finally tackle this topic of pregnancy and postpartum fitness and nutrition and fat loss. Because as I've gone through this phase of my life, um, you know, the past two years, having two or three years, having two babies, um, a lot of you guys have reached out to me and, and wanted to know like, hey, can you talk more about pregnancy, nutrition, pregnancy, fitness, um, postpartum, fat loss, all that stuff. So we're going to hit all of that in this series. We're going to make it a series. So this will be part one, and I'm calling it my Fit Positive Pregnancy Series because that's the the phrase that I created for myself when I got pregnant with my daughter a couple of years ago because I, I decided like that's how I want this to be. And that's how I want to describe this phase of my life. I want to stay fit and I want to stay positive. So today's episode is really focused on the before, like laying the groundwork. If you are in that phase of early pregnancy, or maybe you're trying to conceive, you're thinking about, you know, getting pregnant, this is actually the best time to start working on your post baby body. Let me say that again. The best time to start working on your post-baby, your postpartum body is before you even get pregnant. And that's what today's whole episode is going to be about. The key habits that you need to have locked into place so that you thrive during pregnancy and have a really, um, you know, strong, fit, positive pregnancy and postpartum phase as well. And I also want to preface this by saying my background expertise is in personal training and fat loss nutrition. I am not an OBGYN. I am not a midwife. I am not a registered dietitian. I'm going to link for you guys some resources um, from this podcast episode. I'll mention some of them in the episode as well. Um, But of course, take all of this and mesh it together with what you're hearing and what you're getting, the information, the education you're getting from your care team. Okay. So, you know, I think we all work together. You shouldn't be taking pregnancy, nutrition, lifestyle, fitness advice from someone online and discarding what you're hearing from your primary care team, your your doctors, your midwife, your nurses, et cetera. So it all goes together. We all have our parts to play. And I'm going to talk about my little slice of the pie and what I can help you with. Okay. So just wanted to, to get that out there because I've unfortunately seen a lot of people in my space, in the fitness and nutrition space who, you know, have a baby and suddenly overnight pivot into a pregnancy expert. I don't think being pregnant makes you a pregnancy expert. It gives you experience. It gives you, um, you know, a different perspective, but it cannot replace OBGYNs, nurses, midwives, dietitians, et cetera. All of, all of those professionals have a, a very valid and important role to play in the process of getting pregnant, carrying a baby and, and giving birth and recovering afterwards. So the first thing you want to think about when you're when you're going to the into this phase of life is laying the groundwork and building a really solid foundation. So that comes from 
your your exercise, your fitness. It comes from your nutrition. It comes from your daily habits and also your mindset. We're going to talk about each one of those things in this episode. Let's start first with the fitness part of the equation and why strength training is so important. I think before you even get pregnant, because pregnancy can do a number on your body. And if you are going into pregnancy without strength, without muscle mass, without cardiovascular um, health, it is going to be so much harder. So before you even get pregnant, getting a strength training program in place, getting an exercise habit in place to where this is just part of your lifestyle and it's something that you do is going to benefit you so much once you are finally pregnant and beyond. You do not want to wait until you are pregnant to start an exercise routine because you know your body is going to be different. And there are, you know, I don't want to say that it's not safe. That's absolutely not true. You can start an exercise routine anytime. And if you're listening to this and you're pregnant and you've never exercised before, but you want to start, then you should absolutely start. There's no reason that you can't. I'm just saying it is easier to start before you ever get pregnant. And that's going to pay off in a couple of different ways. But I think the main one is your core strength. And I'm not saying you need to be doing, you know, only core workouts and doing tons of crunches. That's not what I mean at all. Any well-rounded properly structured strength training program is going to build your core strength because of where we carry babies in the middle of our bodies. Your core really takes kind of a, um, bears the brunt of the, the weight during pregnancy. And, you know, of course, Everyone thinks about the ab separation that naturally happens, that diastasis um, recti that everyone talks about after you have the baby and, you know, are your abs going to come back together? Is there going to be a gap? By having a really strong core and having a, a overall strength training routine, you're going to reduce the risk of having all the problems that come with a weak core, a weak pelvic floor during and after pregnancy. So, you know, getting with a personal trainer who can put together a solid strength training program for you before you ever get pregnant. So you're training, you know, three to four times a week with weights, doing a couple cardio sessions a week. You've got a couple rest days in there. That's really, that's going to cover all your bases. Having a really strong core, just, you know, think of it, I, I think of it like an, you know, an iron corset that wraps around the middle of your body. That's what you really want to focus on building up before you ever get pregnant because it's going to help you. Um, it's going to reduce the the pain and discomfort during pregnancy. And it's also going to help you after pregnancy because this was shocking to me, even as somebody who is very fit and strong, after I had my daughter, I was shocked at how much stuff babies have and how heavy it is. So, you know, they tell you like, don't lift anything after you have a baby. Um, that's garbage. You have to lift things after you have a baby. You have to lift the baby. You have to lift their car seat, their diaper bag, um, all their stuff. It's heavy. So to the extent that you can be building up your strength in your core, in your upper back, your arms, your legs, your whole body, before you ever get pregnant, you're going to be able to do so much more, so much better and feel better in pregnancy and beyond. So that is the first thing you have to understand is, you know, this needs to happen now. Don't wait until you get pregnant. Don't wait until after you're pregnant to start worrying about like, huh, I really, really should maybe think about my core strength. That should be happening now before you ever go down this road. All right. Second thing we want to look at is your nutrition. And 
What I love so much about the lifestyle that we teach in our program, Fat Loss Lifestyle School, is the lifestyle piece. Yes, our program is focused on fat loss, slow, steady, sustainable fat loss, getting you at a healthy body composition. But it's also about building a healthy lifestyle, building healthy habits so that when you do transition into this phase of you know either trying to conceive or pregnancy, you have the foundation in place. You have all the nutrients that you need to, to you know, have a good chance at conception, to have a good chance at, you know, carrying a baby and the baby being really healthy because you're filling all of the, the important buckets of nutrients that need to get filled for pregnancy and for a healthy baby. Um, and we'll talk about that in a minute. But I think, you know, one thing that not a lot of women are thinking about is, you know, before they get pregnant, they're maybe just focused on like, I just want to lose weight. Um, or or maybe they're not even thinking about that at all. Like they're just living life, enjoying life, not even thinking about how they eat, not eating a healthy diet. Unfortunately, most women going into pregnancy are not eating a healthy, balanced diet. They are not hitting their key nutrients every day, not eating enough protein, not getting enough fiber. So when you go into pregnancy and you're already in that deficient state, it, again, it makes everything harder and you're putting yourself and the baby at risk for, you know, a number of, of issues, number of health issues. So the first thing you want to, you want to think about is your protein intake. And when you are not pregnant, you know, protein is, I understand a lot of, a lot of women find it very challenging to eat enough protein, but I'll talk about in a minute why getting your protein in now before you get pregnant is going to pay off big. So the protein is huge for muscle mass. It's huge for keeping your hunger and energy and, and cravings in check, keeping your blood sugar balanced and, you know, spacing that out throughout the day, 20 to 30 grams of protein at every main meal, you know, eating four meals a day. That's what we do in our program. That's going to, that's going to cover your bases and using a wide variety of protein sources, particularly animal-based protein. And I'll talk about why in just a minute. And the other side of, of the nutrition that you want to focus on is the fiber, especially from plants, getting all those nutrients in. Um, the, the plants provide fiber and water and a lot of key nutrients that you need during pregnancy. So I think the big, the big three, um, an easy three that you're going to hear a lot about once you get pregnant, iron, folic acid, and calcium. And if you're eating a healthy, balanced diet going into pregnancy, all of these bases are going to be covered. I never once had to take an iron supplement. Um, all of my tests came back. My iron level was rock solid. And I even remember my med my midwife, um, one of my last few appointments, she's like, whatever you're doing for your iron intake, keep doing it. It looks awesome. And what I do is I eat mostly animal-based sources of protein. That means meat, poultry, seafood, dairy, eggs um, at every single meal, all day, every day. That's my lifestyle. And the iron is really important. Um, and, you know, the most bioavailable source of iron is that animal protein. You can get it in um, vegetables, in nuts and seeds, et cetera. But the best place to get, uh, the best place to get it is from that animal protein. Um, the second one, second nutrient I talked about, folic acid. And this is especially important in that really early phase after conception, that first, you know, 28 days or so, folic acid is very, very important. And unfortunately, a lot of women don't even know they're pregnant at this point. 
it's super early. It's those first few weeks of pregnancy. So this is when, you know, brain and spinal cord development are happening and having enough folic acid in your system, having your nutrient stores already built up and getting enough of this in your diet is going to reduce the risk of brain and spinal cord defect. So your folic acid is going to come from things like leafy greens, um, beans, comes from citrus fruit. Um, and then the the last nutrient is calcium. When you are pregnant, your, your baby is going to kind of take precedent for nutrients. It kind of... <laughs> it gets everything first. So it can actually start to draw calcium from the mother's bones. If you're not getting enough calcium, you don't have enough calcium in your diet, it's going to take it from you. And that sets you up for osteoporosis and other, you know, bone issues later in life. Don't want to have that. So calcium is going to come from dairy. I think that's the easiest place to get it. Heavy, heavy, you know, dairy, um, high quantity of calcium in dairy. That's what I'm trying to say. Sorry. It's the mom brain. Um, and then you can also get it from non-dairy sources like your leafy greens, nuts and seeds, white beans, um, sweet potatoes have a little calcium in them. And, and I think the key here is not to think about like, you know, micromanaging all these nutrients and, and, you know, worrying about like, oh, I have to eat all these foods. If you're just eating a balanced diet, like we teach in Fat Loss Lifestyle School, you're eating a serving of protein, 20 to 30 grams of good quality, complete protein at every meal. You're covering half your plate in some kind of produce, fruits and vegetables, getting some healthy fats. You're going to have all these bases covered already. That way, when you are pregnant, you're not going to have to radically change your diet and start worrying about like, oh, how am I going to do all of this? This is so complicated because it's brand new. You're already going to have all of these nutrition habits in place so that when you do get pregnant and when you do finally hit that first trimester loveliness of nausea and food aversions, guess what? Your nutrient stores are built up and it's it's not going to hit you as hard. You're going to be able to kind of weather that storm for those few weeks of, of being very nauseous, of, of being you know averse to things like protein. That's a big food aversion, like chicken, beef, raw meat. A lot of women say they just can't stand the smell or the sight or the feel of those things when they're pregnant. Um, you know, I did experience some food aversions myself. I never threw up, never had morning sickness to that extent, but definitely food aversions. Um, and you know, I just focused on getting the protein in however I could. Um, I did a lot of, um, scrambled eggs because <laughs> it's bland when I'm when I'm not feeling well I want beige food so scrambled eggs scrambled throwing some egg whites in there um oatmeal was good with some added protein powder my legion whey protein powder that was a popular one that I did a lot smoothies didn't make me sick that felt good so I would do a lot of smoothies and then throw some fruits and vegetables in there with my whey protein powder um sometimes yogurt was okay sometimes it was not but you know, I already had this habit. I already had this established so that once I was pregnant, it wasn't like a whole new way of eating that I had to navigate while I was also feeling fatigued, nauseous, low energy, just want to sleep, etc. So that's why having these things in place before you ever get pregnant is going to pay off. And, you know, it's not going to hit you as hard if you go for three, four weeks of, of those food aversions and nausea and, and morning sickness maybe not eating as much protein as you're used to, or maybe not eating as many vegetables as you're used to. You've, you, your body is, has, has those stores built up. So, you know, the, the developing baby is still going to be, you know, all those bases are going to be covered for you. Um, the other, the other thing that, you know, having this good nutrition habit, this good lifestyle in place is going to pay off for you is in the amount of weight that you gain during pregnancy. 
This is not a nine-month vacation. It is not a nine-month excuse to eat whatever you want. One of my absolute favorite parts of my favorite pregnancy resource, it's a book called Real Food Pregnancy by Lily Nichols. She's a registered dietitian who specializes in pregnancy and postpartum nutrition. And she is a um, a, a diabetes educator. She goes around and educates other um, healthcare professionals on pregnancy nutrition and managing gestational diabetes. She has a whole book on gestational diabetes. In fact, Lily Nichols, um, last name is spelled N-I-C-H-O-L-S. You can find her on Instagram. She has an awesome website, tons of blog posts, amazing book. It was my Bible when I was pregnant and it it meshes beautifully and perfectly with what we teach you in fat loss lifestyle school. It's just modified slightly for pregnancy. One of my favorite parts of her book is she talks about cravings and how cravings are largely a cultural creation. It is something we have um, kind of created here, especially in America, in the West. If you go to other parts of the world, women who are pregnant aren't talking about craving pickles and ice cream and um, fried food and um, donuts and and all these things that you hear pregnant women talking about here in the U.S. Oh, pregnant! My craving, my cravings were crazy. I was craving all this junk food. I only wanted junk food. Well, if you didn't have good nutrition habits in place and you didn't do your best to maintain those nutrition habits during pregnancy, of course you're going to have cravings. Just like people who aren't pregnant, it's a huge issue for women. I see it every day in in my clients that I coach for fat loss. Um, Cravings are going to get worse during pregnancy because, you know, you might be a little sleep deprived, may, may not be sleeping as well. Uh, you'll be fatigued because growing a new human being sucks a lot of energy out of you. And we know that when we are feeling fatigued and we're not getting enough sleep, that's a huge trigger for cravings. So it makes sense that, you know, when you're pregnant, you might have higher cravings if you don't have a good nutrition practice and habits in place. But if you do, I mean, I'm, I am I tell you no lie, I had no cravings during either of my pregnancy. It, it was completely normal. I wasn't, wasn't really, I, there were maybe a few weeks here and there where my hunger levels were a little bit higher. But, you know, if you slowly ramp up your calorie intake as you go through pregnancy, you don't really need extra calories in the first trimester, but you do in the second and third trimesters, a few hundred calories extra each day, and you're getting those calories from good foods, you're not really going to experience these wild cravings and insatiable hunger that you hear people talking about. This is stuff that we make up here in America because we eat terribly. Our country has a huge problem with food. So pregnancy is going to magnify that. That doesn't have to happen for you. Get it locked in before you ever get pregnant um, or, you know, get to, get get it under control as soon as you can and it won't be an issue. The third area um, of your pre-pregnancy lifestyle that you want to get in place is a walking routine. Trust me, you are going to get to a point in pregnancy where, you know, there are just days you don't have the energy to go to the gym and lift weights, um, especially as you get into the third trimester and your body just starts to get really big and uncomfortable. Um, you know, I will say that with my son, I did stay much more active longer. Um, I mean, I was doing full on body combat classes till I was seven 
plus weeks, seven plus months pregnant. Um, whereas with my daughter, I really wasn't doing any of that because it was during the pandemic and gyms were closed. So I really couldn't go to the gym and do a body pump class or a body combat class and kind of get that like full hour of, of you know, really good exercise, moderate to high intensity exercise in, but I definitely did with, with my son and made a huge difference. Um, walking is going to be the thing that carries you through. And it's, it's so important for helping to maintain a healthy weight for you and the baby. Um, and, and, you know, walking is one of those activities that whether you're pregnant or not, it, it really helps you with insulin sensitivity. And some women you know, are going to have issues with blood sugar during pregnancy. I, I am one of those myself. I have to watch my carb intake. I didn't have gestational diabetes, but I, I was pretty darn close. Um, and it just comes down to the way my, the way my doctor said it was like, how, how mean is your placenta going to be to you? <laughs> so, um, for some people it's no issue for other people. They're perfectly healthy. And then as soon as they get pregnant, um, they start having blood sugar issues insulin sensitivity issues, but walking is one of the best activities you can do to improve insulin sensitivity, pregnant or not, helps you maintain a healthy weight. And as you get later into pregnancy, not only is it going to be one of the few activities you actually feel like doing and you could actually still do, um, but it helps move the baby into position. Let gravity work. You know, you want that baby moving down. Um, you want the baby to drop. And uh, as you get late into the third trimester, you're in those last few weeks of pregnancy walk, 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 um, baby's head down, moving into position. That's what you want to get ready for labor. So, um, it's really, really important and, um, just start doing it now before you ever get pregnant. And it, it's going to carry you through and be the thing that you can always do when you're pregnant. You can always get up and go for a walk. I, I even made myself do it first trimester. Um, those times when I was feeling nauseous, didn't want to work out. I could at least get outside and go for a walk. And it always, always made me feel better. You will always feel better if you get up and take the walk. Um, and the the current recommendation from the CDC is exactly what we recommend in our program. It's 30 minutes a day. Um, so make that your target. Start doing that as soon as possible, um, pregnant or not. But you know, especially if you are planning to become pregnant, get your walking routine into, um, into habit right now, into your life right now, and then let it carry you through the pregnancy. All right. The final thing I want to talk to you about for laying the foundation for a fit, positive pregnancy is your mindset. I don't do regrets. I'm not a fan of regrets. I, I'm a, typically someone who says everything happens for a reason, right? You know, there's a reason something didn't happen. There's a reason something did happen. But I will tell you that one of my biggest regrets in life, one of my only regrets in life, is that I didn't start having kids sooner in life. I waited until the last possible second. <laughs> door was almost closed. I was I was running through the door at the last second. Um, and the reason for that is because I let the narrative online, because I work online. I'm online all the time. I've been working online as a nutrition coach, trainer, um, small business owner for over a decade. It is impossible to not see and be influenced by the, the popular narratives and, and the popular trends online. And one of the biggest ones is the, the story that pregnancy destroys your body. Pregnancy destroys your career. Having kids destroys your career. Um, it's so hard. Your life's never going to be the same. Um, just a very 
negative outlook on pregnancy and motherhood. And I, I even remember a fellow fitness pro who, who I was friends with at the time went through pregnancy before I did reading posts on her blog, reading, you know, she wrote a play by play of labor and delivery and what the first few weeks of postpartum was like. And, you know, she was just bemoaning the fact that my, my active lifestyle is gone. I'm sitting on the couch for hours a day, holding a baby, feeding a baby. And it, you know, it doesn't feel like um, I'll ever, you know, have my old fitness career, my old routine back. That's simply not true. It, it's a phase that you have to kind of get through because your body's recovering from a major event, having a baby. You shouldn't be jumping right back into your fitness routine after you have a baby. But to say that, you know, two weeks after you've had a baby, just because you're maybe a little more sedentary, you're not, you know, out hitting the miles on the trail and, and you know, hitting the workouts, that your, your, your workout routine is never going to be the same again. Your body's never going to be the same again. It's just not true. And I let that influence me. And I remember having, I mean, big arguments with my husband and he wanted to start trying to have kids. I was like, no, it's easy for you to say, but you don't have to do it. Your career is going to be fine. My career is going to, you know, take the hit. And now that I'm on the other side of it, I can honestly say like, my life did change. It won't ever be the same. It's gotten better. It has gotten better. I am better at what I do. I'm a better coach. I'm a better business owner. I'm a better everything because I've had kids. So as you're going into this phase of life, you have two choices. You can either be negative or you can be positive. And pregnancy is hard. Your first one, it's full of unknowns. It's really easy to get in your head and to, um, you know, every little thing that happens, you're like, oh no, is something wrong? Oh no, is something wrong? And that's just normal because it's unknown. You've never done it before. But, you know, going through my second pregnancy, I just had so much confidence. I knew that my body had my back. I knew that I didn't have to worry about, you know, what if this ruins my career? What if it ruins my body? What if I never get strong and fit again? Because I did it once. I can do it again. I've seen hundreds of women do it. I've coached hundreds of women through it. It is possible. But you have to guard and protect your mindset because there is a whole culture out there. There is a whole movement out there of of people, of women who, you know, I, I don't know. I don't know. I, does, it, does that really make them feel better to complain about this? I, I get wanting to commiserate and, and wanting to talk to people who are in the trenches with you, who are going through the experience, who can who can appreciate the hard days because they're in it with you. But there's a difference between that and just straight up complaining and negativity. And I think it is toxic. And I decided from the minute I saw those those lines on the pregnancy test, I am going to stay positive. I am going to be strong from from now to the bloody end, literally the bloody end, till I you know, till I deliver this baby, I'm going to stay strong. I'm going to work out. And I did. I did body pump the night before I had my daughter. Um, I, I was working out right up until the end with my son. I want to feel empowered. I don't want to feel scared. I don't want to feel um, out of control and helpless. And in those, those words I, I picked for myself, like fit, strong, positive, empowered. Those were my words that I just kept in my brain every day. I would repeat them to myself as I was getting up, getting ready, going on my walk, decide like, oh, do I, do I want to work out today? It'd be so easy to just stay on the couch because I'm pregnant. I'm growing a human. Why am I pushing myself? Because it's going to pay off and it's better for the baby and it's better for me. So get up and take the walk. 
get up and make the healthy meal. Get up and do it and you will not regret it. And I can say the same thing to you right now. You've got to decide before it happens, as soon as you know you're pregnant, what is your mindset going to be for this process? You might even want to do what I did, which is I I created a little mantra for myself. Um, And this was especially important during my first pregnancy when I said like it was it was all unknown. It was all new to me. I didn't know um, anything. And I was constantly like Googling, WebMDing, like, is this normal? What is this? You know, should I be worried about X, Y, Z? And it was all totally fine and good. But, you know, you just don't know. So my mantra during my first pregnancy especially was trust God, trust my doctors, trust my body. So anytime I was kind of feeling that like, that anxiety of like not knowing what was going on and being in this crazy place of like, wow, what is my body doing? Trust God, trust my doctors, trust my body. And as long as, you know, I I was advanced maternal age, I think after the age of 37, you get flagged as advanced maternal age, geriatric pregnancy here. Um, And you have more frequent OBGYN appointments as you get into the third trimester um, so that they can monitor you, monitor baby, make sure everything is okay. And, um, you know, I just, I just remember like having those touch points with my care team and, you know, everything looks great. Baby looks strong. I, I had, you get extra ultrasounds, bonus of being an old girl while you're pregnant, you get bonus ultrasounds. Um, and just, you know, having those touch points, like, cool, good. Everything's okay. Everything is strong. Baby's good. I'm good. And that's what I chose to focus on when I was pregnant and it made all the difference. And, you know, as we get into the episodes where we talk about pregnancy and, and beyond, um, you know, I think the mindset's going to carry you through. So before you ever get pregnant, get these things in place. It is going to make your life so much better and it's going to make your baby's life so much better and healthier and and they're going to be stronger and better for it too. So just to recap, get a regular fitness routine in place, especially strength training, something that is going to strengthen your whole body, but especially your core, your abs, your back, pelvic floor. Number two is good nutrition habits, a high protein, high fiber diet. You are getting um, you know, 20 to 30 grams of protein at every meal. You're getting 25 to 30 grams of fiber every day, and you're eating lots of real whole nutrient dense foods, animals, plants, nuts, seeds, real food. Okay. Um, number three, get a walking habit in place that is going to carry you through pregnancy. When you get to those times where other things just don't feel good. It just takes too much energy or it just feels awkward. It's not safe anymore because of how your body is changing. Um, and because of, you know, I didn't mention this, but you also have more relaxed joints during pregnancy. Um, relaxin is the hormone that starts to relax your joints and make them more um, flexible because you're going to need that to get the baby out. Um, things got to things gotta move that don't normally move. So that relaxin hormone is going to cause some instability in your joints. And depending on what you're doing for fitness before you get pregnant, it might not be something that you can continue to do while you're pregnant because it it won't be safe, right? You'll have the risk of falling potentially because you're just not as stable because of that hormone relaxant. So walking is something you will always be able to do, all right? And it's actually really good for you, for baby, for your blood sugar, and for moving the baby into position late in pregnancy. And then lastly, your mindset. That is going to determine everything. So decide 
right you know before you get pregnant or as soon as you get pregnant how do you want to feel going through these next nine months and going into postpartum how do you want to feel and then find resources find people who who fill that who who meet those you know words that you've chosen for yourself people who speak strength who speak who speak positivity who speak um empowerment not people who are spewing toxic garbage over motherhood, over pregnancy, over children, et cetera, because that is going to destroy your experience. And I think it is just absolute rot. I have no patience and no tolerance for it. Um, And yeah, I'm just going to leave it there. But I hope this episode has been helpful for you. If you are somebody who is thinking about getting pregnant or you just found out you're pregnant, congratulations. I'm so happy for you. And I would love to know if this episode helped you out. So feel free to hit me up on Instagram at Real Fitness Training. And if you are a woman who is listening to this episode far in advance, like maybe you know, you're in your late 20s, early 30s, haven't started a family yet, but you're like, wow. I really need to get some lifestyle habits in place. I need to get healthy first before I go into this phase of life, before I think about starting a family. Then our program, Fat Less Lifestyle School, is where you need to be. If you're listening to this in real time, our next program is going to be our big one. It's our um, first program of the year. Our January Fat Loss Lifestyle School starts January 8th, 2024. That's always the biggest one because you know people love January and fat loss goals. <laughs> so um, what you want to do is get onto the interest list. And you can find that on our website. You can find that on our Instagram. I will link it in um, the notes for this podcast episode, but um, just go to realfitnesstraining.com and click on fat loss lifestyle school. You'll see the link right there to sign up for the interest list. And that's going to give you early access when registration opens so that when you do get to the point that you decide I'm ready to start trying to have a baby, I'm ready to start a family. You have all of these things in place because you learned them in fat loss lifestyle school. You've got a strength training program. You've got a walking habit. You've got your nutrition locked in and you have a positive mindset. Those are the four things you need to rock pregnancy and life in general. Thanks for listening to today's episode. I'll see you guys soon for part two. Thanks for listening.